I do. And I don't. Welcome to I Do and I Don't podcast show. My name's Joel. And my name is Kat. And we're here to answer your questions uh, regarding marriage and relationships, committed relationships. That's right. Relationships that hopefully will lead to marriage. Yeah. Or some kind of lasting committed partnership. Right. Whatever, however you want to frame that, it's 2019. Um, so just before we get started with uh, questions, and, and we are going to be answering your questions. So definitely send us an email at I do and I don't show at gmail.com. And uh, we will go through them and answer them professionally. Absolutely. And your anonymity is always guaranteed. Guaranteed. Unless you want us to say, like, this is so-and-so. Like, if your question has something to do with, like, how awesome you are. Like, mm-hmm. if it's one of those humble brags. Like, I just can't keep the girls off me, but I'm looking for the perfect girl. You know, and you're like, can you please give my phone number at the end of the question? You know, one of those types of things. We will do that for you. You will do that for them. I may do that for someone. Yeah, I probably won't. We, we'll take any questions at this point. Yeah, we're pretty open-minded. This is kind of <laughs> new for both of us. So Yeah, so please, send in your questions. And... Um, so uh, we should introduce ourselves so that people know who they're listening to and who they're taking uh, professional marriage advice from. That's right. So Kat, th- uh, why don't you start? Sure, I will. Uh, so my name is Kat Skinner. I am a minister, a sex educator, and I'm also an indie author. And I write about life and love and the complexities of relationships. I'm a single mom, and I am currently studying to become a psychotherapist. Wonderful. Um, I'm Joel Van Vliet, and I don't have any credentials. Uh, I do have some failed relationships under my belt, and I think that these things are going to help me in giving very, very, very good, very sound marriage and relationship advice. Um, Okay, so we've uh, already got some questions ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which you got, Kat, sent to you. Yeah, I wrangled them from my my people. Well, we don't want people sending questions to your Instagram account. Not necessarily. But it is Kat underscore Skinner underscore club. That's right. So easy to find. Um, on Instagram and mine is just Joel Van Vliet. Um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I feel like I went a lot simpler with mine. Yeah, of course <laughs> you did. Of course. <laughs> um, what's that supposed to mean? So what, one of the things that we're doing here is I don't really want to know the questions before they're asked. Oh yeah, that's right. That's uh, so Kat will read them and she'll think deeply about them and she'll come up with some really solid stuff for you. And I'm just going to off the cuff give you probably better advice <laughs> that <laughs> that just comes to me suddenly. Yeah, I think that's a real important point, actually. You should all know that Joel has not heard any of the questions that we're going to try to tackle. I'm just not interested. So let's start with the first question, of which I have not heard. You know, And you'll notice I didn't end that sentence with a preposition. We will be using correct grammar throughout the podcast. Oh, I can't guarantee that. <laughs> I mean, I'll try, but... All right, we're going to put in our best effort. Yes. Okay, so here's our first question. My husband of many years has a problem with honesty. Over the decades we've been together, I've caught him in lies of varying degrees. Some of the issues were manageable, but some of them would have been deal breakers for many people. We have a family, so I think I've always justified staying together as my own sacrifice for the greater good. But I'm starting to realize the negative impact his dishonesty has had on me. How do I learn to trust him again? Well, um, do, do you? I mean, is he putting in an effort to be trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Like, does he, does he uh, deserve your trust? I would say, don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> Until he shows you otherwise. Yeah, like, yeah. well, actions speak louder than words. This is a very important thing. So, if you're, first of all, I don't know how you're catching this guy in lies. Like, this, you must be a private investigator or something like that, unless they're just su- such obvious lies. Yeah, this is one of those questions that made me ask a bunch of questions. Did you follow up? Um, I did. Or did you just ask them to yourself? 
Well, you know, there's a line between just taking the question as it was presented and Mm -hmm. maybe accepting that that's all the detail they want to give you. Right. When they say the lies are of varying degrees, obviously there's a part of me that's like, what does that mean? There's got to be infidelity. Like, is he he wearing your underwear secretly under his work clothes? Because that's just sexy. Can we agree that that's just sexy? Yeah, 100%. That would not... That would not be a deal breaker for me. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be into that. I I would be okay with that. I don't know, like, if a girl was wearing my underwear... Uh, when she went to her, I don't know. Like, I think I'd be into it. Yeah, it's like, kind of hot. I, I actually would find it, I wouldn't even find it that hot. I think I'd find it like endearing. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, she wants to be so close to me. She's in She's my She's wearing my briefs. Literally in my briefs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, dude underwear is way more comfortable. We can just all agree on that one. Um, yeah. I, yeah. A great point that you make. Like, is he trying to earn the trust back. I think sometimes what happens with people who have a hard time with transparency is that they fall into cycles. So when they get busted, they're able to conduct themselves really well for the first little while, and then they fall back into their old patterns. So for me, there was a lot here. There was like, uh, why is he lying in the first place? Where does that come from? And of course, that's not for her to answer. She can't possibly know that unless right. he's started to do that work himself and explore what it is that he is struggling with in terms of being able to be honest, I guess, first with himself, right? Like if he can't be honest with himself, it's going to be impossible to be honest with anyone else he cares about in his life. The other is this whole idea of like, we teach people how to treat us. Yeah, now that's interesting. And it, and it sort of touches on something that I was just thinking while you were talking. And that is the this idea where um, I think you said, well, why does he have to lie <laughs> in that, like, where, no, where's the, where's the need to lie coming yeah, from? Yeah, why is he doing that? In, in uh, possibly his past or whatever. But also we don't really know what the, what he's lying about, mm-hmm. but is there a situation where uh due to the way the relationship has, uh, like over time, how the relationship has grown or not grown, he feels he can't tell certain things. Mm-hmm. Like he can't just say, by the way, this is what I want to do or this is how I feel about this thing. So he has to pretend to be someone that she wants him to be. I mean, it would be nice to know, and I don't want to put, it like it's not her responsibility necessarily but maybe there was some sort of a give and take thing where he feels that's a hundred percent like there's there's this thing that happens in relationship where a dynamic is created between two people Mm. and when you're in the realm of couples counseling you don't talk about your fault or my fault you talk about the dynamic that has been developed between these people so oftentimes when you're having trouble with transparency and honesty it's certainly related to the dynamic that has grown between the two people involved. So for example, if in the past one partner had tried to be honest about something and the other partner lost their shizzle. Their official shizzle. shizzle. That was the other question I forgot to ask you earlier. Are we going to be explicit in our content? Can Um, I swear? I I wouldn't just to keep it. We don't want to put that That E. E. We don't want the accursed E. Okay. This is going to be a real challenge for me just so you know. But I will. Keep it clean, Keck. I will endeavor to keep it clean. So, um, yeah, something may have happened in the past where he had tried to be honest or perhaps he was caught not being completely honest and there was a huge emotional response. Mm. Again, it's the blame doesn't fall to the other partner, the let's call them the honest partner. Sure. Um, but it will certainly inform future attempts at honesty. Now, do you think it's a good idea, before we go to the, your second point and, and kind of uh, dissect that a little more, but do you think it's a good idea for her to uh, kind of get him back by lying in the same way that he did and then yell at him and say, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? Mm. Do you think that's a smart thing? Like sometimes people need um, just to feel the pain. That that dose of your own medicine <laughs> yeah. approach? Yeah, and I think that, that I don't know if that's healthy in a relationship. Uh, what would you say to that? I mean, I can certainly understand the impulse to do this, mm-hmm. but I've rarely seen it work out effectively. And then I think sometimes, too, when people are doing that sort of thing, they're compromising their own integrity, which doesn't feel good for anybody. So That's true. That's true. You become that type of person who will do said thing. Uh-huh. And then that's just you. Like yeah. You live, that's your, who you become for the rest of your life. You were that person that did the thing that you, that you wouldn't have never done. Exactly. 
exactly. So, um, so yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's not something. And that, like, if they're in a decades-long relationship, who's to say that she hasn't? I mean, maybe that's occurred as well. So, so yeah, uh, like just to get back to this idea of teaching people how to treat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the first time she catches him in a lie, and it's okay. She's already setting herself up to be the person that he can lie to. But what's the correct response? Because if you want uh, something like a relationship to last Mm -hmm. and you, so you almost are like, well, I don't want to necessarily demonize this person, but I am not happy about the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The behavior. Yeah. And I want them to feel like they can come to me and talk to me about these things uh, so that we can deal with them. Um, But there's like, you're kind of, the other person might be like, ooh, I got away with it. Because there's people that are just like, ooh, I got away with it, people. Yeah, there's definitely those who get that thrill in being Well, the thrill, but also the like, oh, I did the thing. I wanted to do the thing. Yeah. I wanted to not be honest about the thing, whatever it was. Yeah. We're speaking in vague terms. And then, uh-oh, I'm caught. I feel horrible. Not because I did the thing, but because I got caught doing the thing. <laughs> yep. And now I have to, you know, see where I, like, how can I get through this? What? She's forgiving me. Oh, she's, you know, wants to work it out. Great. And now we can just push through and you know, I got away with it. Yeah. And and if that's the person, like, you know, how do you, you say, like, teaching a person how to treat, that that was the lesson. Now I, I can get away with it mm. is the lesson. But on the other hand, if she plays hardball and says, get out. This is over. <laughs> this is over or, okay, now we all, right away we have to work do something. I don't know what you would suggest. You're like, I, what kind mm-hmm. of couples counseling or. Yeah. Does, so, I mean, this is it. Like you, I think the first and important place to start from is considering your own set of values. And I like the term boundaries personally. Mm-hmm. So um, relationship works best when both partners feel a sense of safety. Obviously physical safety is a given, Mm -hmm. but emotional safety is hugely important too. And in order to guarantee emotional safety, each person kind of enters into the mix with their own set of boundaries. So things that they can't really compromise on or else they are losing that sense of emotional safety. So I think it's really important even before people enter into long-term relationship to have a good sense of what that means for them. And a lot of people haven't really taken the time to just sit down and think like, what do I need? You don't need a guy who's going to take out the garbage once a week without being asked, right? You need someone who's going to be transparent about the shit that's going on in their life. I already swore. But the government, the the, <laughs> the garbage thing is important. Um, yeah. <laughs> can we it go is. back to that? I just want to touch on that for a second. Let's touch on the garbage. Um, well, that's interesting that you say that. And just uh, because it popped into mind, and I don't know how much it applies here, but um, you mentioned boundaries. And uh, sometimes I feel like we run into uh, issues of I don't want to say like negative uh, reinforcement or whatever. I'm not really sure what the term would be, but thinking in the sense of boundaries, do we ever think in the sense of like, these are the positive aspects that I want in like as a, maybe not a checklist, but like, no, I want the, this is the trajectory of the relationship Mm -hmm. in a positive sense that Mm -hmm. I want to be on. And because I feel like it's more like we talk about deal breakers yeah. or the boundaries. Yeah, I don't really... The no things. I don't associate boundaries with a negative, and I don't associate them necessarily as deal breakers. But aren't they... N- no. I'm No, I'm not going further so than that, or when I'm you not think, going to that area. I guess I guess there is a, a bit of a, like a pause, but I think of it more in terms of like if you had a state park, right? All the beauty would be contained within that state park. Mm-hmm. And once you go beyond the fence, it's the realm of the unknown. Right. So if you think of like the boundaries as your beautiful bubble that mm-hmm. you coexist with someone in, and if they burst through that bubble, that's when it's going to get unfortunate. Okay. <clears throat> I, I can uh, support that. Like I, boundaries are important. Mm-hmm. And so are deal breakers. Yes, yeah, but for it's, sure. But it's also, I think, uh, and this is, again, this is a stupid aside. I shouldn't even be talking about it, but... Um, Staying within, or, or within your little rainforest, um, state park. 
Provincial Park. Provincial Park, if you will. <laughs> uh, you, like, what do you want there? You well, know, again, it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody, but those things are also very important to discuss. Yeah. And I wonder if these lies are, you know, he's been sneaking out of the park. Yeah. And going and doing the thing that he mm-hmm. wishes he could bring into the park, maybe? If that's possible, totally. And she's going, well, wait a second. What, what's on your shoe there? Yeah. He's like, uh, what? There's some gravel. We don't have gravel in the park. That's right. This is all dirt. All we have here is dirt. Yep. And he's like, uh. She's like, you don't go out of the park. Do- you went out of the park. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I... Uh, someone brought gravel. This was someone else's gravel. I lent my shoes to someone. <laughs> anyway, I think I've stretched the metaphor far enough. But yeah, the, so the boundaries thing is where we start in terms of teaching people how to treat us, right? right? Like you have to have a healthy enough sense of what you want in your ecosystem, mm. and then you need to be able to protect that ecosystem. So I think you were asking, like, what's the correct course of yes. action if you catch someone in a lie? In, an, in your relationship, and it's a serious and committed relationship. How well, do you deal with it without uh, rolling over yeah, so and teaching them to treat you incorrectly? Exactly. Like, adult love, intimate love, is not unconditional. It's not the same way that you love your children, for example. Mm. There have to be some conditions in order for everybody to be able to protect themselves and stay safe. Right. Um, so I think in this instance, the first time, some let's say first offense, mm-hmm. um, you make it really clear that it's not acceptable behavior. You discuss why it happened. Um, depending on the lie, I guess, maybe there is a need for some therapeutic action to take place, like I, whether it's couples counseling or individual counseling, which I can kind of lean towards because dishonest behavior usually comes from a deeper, darker mm. place in people. Mm-hmm. So that would be my recommendation as the first offense. But then like once you've built a life together on this idea that one person's going to continuously be dishonest and the other's just going to keep holding it together because they have kids, mm. I don't know what to say to that. I think this whole notion of staying together for the children is like really archaic. Yeah, And I say that as a mom, like I have kids of my own. Children are Bastards. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. They're uh, waste. No, too much work. Is that what you're gonna say? No, sorry. Go on. Joel does not have children. Currently. Waste of time. Is that what you're gonna say? Way too expensive. What were you gonna say? Uh, none of those things. In oh, fact. sorry. Children are um, perhaps the most perceptive of creatures. Whether or not they have the words to articulate what's happening between the adults in their household, they can almost always perceive it and feel it. So. Even if you're not actively fighting in front of your kids, they will be able to sense your discontent and your unhappiness. And also, what are you modeling for them? That's right, yeah. You know, if you if you are in this pattern where there is this kind of discontent and let's say dysfunction, what are you showing them is acceptable in adult relationship? Like, I think it's really noble to want to keep your family unit intact, but at what cost to you? Like, what is it costing you to not protect your ecosystem? I'm just really holding on to that metaphor because I really like it. Like, wh- what is it costing you to compromise on your own values and and, and like not protect your own boundaries in and this way? As you kind of touched on, costing you and your little kids mm-hmm. who are gonna eventually. It's like, you know, um, they grew up watching you eat three bags of chips every night. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, what are they gonna do in their life later? They're going to eat way too many chips. Because that's if you're eating three bags of chips, can we just say that that's too many bags of that's chips? That's definitely, I think night? one bag of chips is too many. That's a lot. Like I, when I was a kid, I could eat a lot more chips. Yeah. Now I might eat like a handful of chips. Like I won't even fill, finish one of those big bags. Yeah. Like, a, um, or even close. Yeah. So, you know, take uh, your example from me don't eat too many chips. And I think that that's the whole point of this question is. Watch your chip intake. Yeah. Did I lose some? Did I lose a thread here somewhere? No. I mean, like, if you want to say that chips are your capacity to ingest bullshit from somebody else, <laughs> we could do that. All right, we're putting an E on this one. I swore again. <laughs> I think we we may have an inevitable E yeah. here. But uh, no, and and I think that that is kind of. I guess I think we've put the button on that. Uh, you know, it's it's his responsibility. And he needs to take responsibility for it and get the help he needs. But at the same time, you need to 
uh, kind of really reevaluate the situation and possibly say I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. Like to me, the most illuminating factor was the question: How do I build trust again? Yeah, you, he's he's got to build the trust. <laughs> yeah. like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a not collaboration. Your sure, but like, okay, you you can be open to it, but you know, it, a repeat offender. I would, I would, I would be. You know, you got to draw a, a. You got someone has to know that if you're if they're going to continue a certain behavior, it's going to end. If you continue to say, okay, 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 can you stop? You know, it'll just be like, oh, well, when she said it was going to end the first time, it never that mm-hmm. never happened. You know, yeah. so they'll just continue to do that. Um, do you feel like we answered that question? I think we did. I think you know, like. <laughs> you can't build trust in a vacuum. It's not a solo project. It has to be a collaboration. Both people did have to be committed to it. Did you write those things Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think we did answer that question. Let me say the few <laughs> things that I did actually write down here real quick. <laughs> um, you can't, I know you love vacuuming, you're a woman, but you can't. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, a jo- that's, that's as archaic as staying together for the for kids. For the kids, yeah. 100%. So I think, you, I think our... our uh, the person who asked that question would appreciate that. <laughs> oh, God. Should we make fun of the people that have asked earnest questions? <laughs> I mean, I think there's an expectation that that might happen to okay. some extent. But we are coming at it from a loving place. You are. So, <laughs> <laughs> again, um, all of our... Uh, Questioners are anonymous completely to our listeners and to me. I do not know who has asked any questions, uh, and I don't care. So should we move on to the next question, or do you have a few more bullet points? Uh, (laughs) No, I think we covered all of my pertinent information, but we can move on to the next question. Uh, Why don't you grace us with question number two? Okay. My partner and I have very different sex drives. In an ideal world, I'd like to have sex at least once a day. Uh, He can go quite happily for a couple of weeks, especially if he's stressed out with work. It's a fairly new relationship. Are we doomed? Who, what, actually, I'm actually curious who, I know I just said that the, um, all of our questioners are going to be anonymous, but like just after the podcast, if you just send me, just, if you just, just the like the, her her Instagram profile, so I can. I'm, check I'm probably the, not going to do that. Maybe careen into her DMs. Um, <laughs> so uh, why don't you st- why don't you start this one? Sure. So, how new is this relationship? We well, don't know. I don't know the answer to it's that. It's Pretty new. It's relatively new. And like I understand, sex uh, stress lowering a sex drive yeah for sure but like in a new relationship you'd think that they'd be going at it all the time yeah i mean usually that's the way right a lot of people fall into that honeymoon phase so what's gonna happen when the relationship is no longer new yeah see this is my main concern with this one that was you jumped on that right away yeah i was like well if it's new and it's already starting to be a bit of an imbalance yeah like like, but then maybe they just haven't had that conversation you know like that like well what is your ideal frequency what is my ideal frequency are those two things aligned how do we meet in the middle like i don't feel like that conversation necessarily needs to happen you don't think so? Why Just not? because he obviously doesn't want to sleep with her as much as she wants to sleep. Or she, or, and, and he doesn't want to sleep with potentially anybody as much as she wants to sleep with him or have sex generally. Like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's specific to like them themselves or if the, this is just generally their libido and what, whoever they're with. But, um, so why are you, why do you have to force like why would you want to force that? So are your suggestion then is that she just cut her losses and move on? To- I'm suggesting that she uh gets a mister, which is a male mistress. <laughs> because um you know, if everything's great with this other guy, right? They enjoy having dinner together, they like the same shows, you know, the sex when it happens is good. She really likes him. 
all she needs is to just have someone else to get her off for a you know, for the days that he's off. Okay, know? this is a new relationship, though. So you don't think she should just move on and see? If well, it she depends can find... how much she depends. <laughs> she depends how much she likes this guy, right? Like, um, how and how attractive is he? Like, could she? Like, if she's um, going places with him, and people like look and go, "Whoa!" Like, he is out of her league. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, "Ooh, he's so much better." Like, he he looks so good and she's not as attractive send me actually send me her instagram (laughs) (laughs) and again um (laughs) but um so i'm gonna disagree with you here i know you'll be shocked to hear that i can't believe it Mm -hmm. um yeah so i you did actually make a good point in when (laughs) (laughs) a little few minutes ago just a couple minutes ago when you were asking if this problem was specific to this relationship or if this was like this person's libido no matter where they were right so i think that bears some investigation before you just throw in the towel Mm -hmm. like is this just this person right now, maybe hitting a slump. And which is, again, I think is why you should have that conversation. Like how many times a week would you like to be having sex versus how many times a week do I want to be having sex? Even better. Um, I think you should find out who this guy was with before you uh-huh. and just send them messages and ask and them. ask them just be like, <laughs> how many times did you guys bang? Because we're doing it like rarely. <laughs> Like, this is not happening, you know? And then one of them might respond, no, we are still banging. And that's probably why he doesn't have time. Ah, interesting. Because that is sometimes, because we, we and, and I know that it's a misconception that guys are always going to have the higher libido, mm-hmm. but it's probably fairly true. Yeah. And I would say it depends on also the age of these people. Right. Because if they're in their early 20s or in that area then he definitely is probably banging someone else (laughs) why do you say that why is that definitely the case because i feel like uh, male male libidos slow down as they as they get older whereas women they they can accelerate accelerate. yes so um you know depending on where they are age-wise you know I would just say it could be more likely that he is actually having more sex than she thinks. Interesting. But if if they're older than him and he is very stressed, then that those are legitimate. So if he's like a fifty year old man, he 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 gets away with it. He gets a pass. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's twenty, he's banging someone he's else. Definitely with uh, other people. Okay. Uh, well, as we established, Joel is not an expert. Um, <laughs> Maybe he is an expert in male. I'm just I'm though. just trying to scare people. Well, you know, I think it might have worked. But um I think if <laughs> as a counterpoint, I will say that if you have such differing and varied libidos, there is probably gonna be a great challenge in this relationship long term. Um if we take it at face value. If we take it at face value, yeah. And, and if stupid. there is no if there is no possibility to meet in the middle anywhere. You know, like it's fine if someone's not in the mood. You want all parties to be consenting to these kinds of activities. Guys don't have to consent as much as women. Can we open that bag? No, (laughs) no way am I opening that bag of chips. (laughs) That bag of chips is staying closed. All right, we'll save it for another podcast. (laughs) Not for our first time anyway, Joel. Bold statements. A question I would raise is... um, and it doesn't like I don't the cheating idea is you know not necessarily true, um, but is this person is he spending time with you mm-hmm. like you want to sleep with him at least once a day like this is a new relationship I would assume you don't live together already mm-hmm. are you seeing each other uh, daily or like thrice a week yeah. I guess that would also factor in. You know, if you're only seeing him like maybe once a week and then sleeping together once a month or something like that, like, do you guys like spending time together? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) A very good question. You know, when you spend time together, what do you do? Like, you you know, is it just you're so, like, well, it turns out we, we see each other every single day and we just are obsessed with, you know, crokinole. 
you know. What is crokinole? Crokinole is, it's a very Canadian game. I've never heard of this. You haven't heard of this? No. It's just like this uh, board. I think it has like six little sides or whatever. And you get these little, um, just Google it, crokinole. For our listeners, Google it. You you basically have to flick these. I wouldn't even know things. how to spell that. K R O K R O K I N O L E or something. Okay. Um, it's like a, a game the Mennonites made. Okay. But it's yeah. very Canadian. Like they they made it here. The very Canadian Mennonites. Yeah, the ones that came from uh, Germany via Paraguay and ended up in like the northern area of Ontario, and they made. Why are we talking about crokinole? <laughs> but it's a fun game. And you just, you flick these little, I don't want, they're, they look like pucks kind of thing. They're little uh, chips or something, but there's, they're little pieces of wood. And you um, flick them and then you want to f- knock out the other pieces and you want to get in the little hole thing and everything. Anyway, these people are passionate about crokinole. And therefore are not And having. therefore they're not sleeping together, but they're spending every day together. I just feel like if you were spending that much time playing a game where you're flicking at little I, pieces and I, trying to put <laughs> things in holes, like maybe you would be having sex. Everyone is just so frustrated. <laughs> they're just chewing ice the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I love this crokinole. Me too, honey. Um, can we have a discussion about how often we're banging? <laughs> you want to bang more? Uh, okay well yeah so i think they have to talk about frequency yes we can agree on that i don't necessarily agree on that i would say that like who's initiating is she waiting around for him to initiate and he only initiates once a month well then start initiating are you spending all sorts of time together you know yeah and, and just like put yourself out there if he's not into it then just walk away there's no reason to sit there and go this is something that i like he's like okay i'll do it for you. Like, who wants that? <laughs> like, like, let's just, um, like, we don't we all want real desire, like authentic desire? And it's, it's this guy, I desire you, dear. I just have no libido. And it's like, okay, well, I got to go find someone that's like. Yeah, or maybe go see the doctor, find out what's going on, like. Make sure it's not a medical problem. All right. Yeah, I guess you could do that. I mean, there's so many factors we don't know here. Like, if how you've been good is dating for like, um, like within like three months, just walk away. Yeah, I'd say that like, if this is a three month only relationship, yeah, then no, I don't, don't. Do it. walk away from it. Wow, we're aligned on an answer. Okay. Look good. at us. Good. Okay. So I chose by that the way, question. By the way, mm-hmm. yes. If you guys are really great at crokinole together, I'm sure you can start a league and be friends. You don't always have you don't That's have right. to become enemies. You, you can, can preserve still, the best parts of your relationship, which is crokinole. Okay, so <laughs> the next question. Yeah, I chose this one because I chose the question we just tried to tackle because it lent itself nicely to this next question, which is another question about libido, mm. but from a very different perspective. Mm. So this person is a mom to three kids who are ages six, three, and nine months. Six, three, and nine months. And so her question is, how does one maintain intimacy and meet their partner's physical needs when they're literally feeling touched out from the kids climbing over them all day long? Mm. And how does she regain her sex drive? So, first of all, one of her babies three months old? Nine months old is the youngest. Okay. Nine months, three years. I was going to say, isn't that with... There, she is. She's out of commission. Certain so ways, very likely still out of commission. If you have a three month old, yeah. But so nine months, you're fine. Well, it's different for everyone. But okay. let's presume that she is medically cleared for sexual activity. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> but she hasn't told her husband. That's one of the lies. <laughs> she's like, no complications. Yeah, no complications, sorry. babe. Um, and it turns out, um, my mouth is very, I guess when I was doing all that breathing, my mouth actually got really out of commission too. My my hands. My hands are so sore from all the (laughs) turning those cap. Oh, you got to turn those caps on those sippy cups. They're hard, babe. I'm sorry. My hands, I feel like I have arthritis. I can't even. sippy cup cramp is a real thing. (laughs) It's a real real problem. I'm just guessing. I don't like, I have no experience. It's like, you know, yeah, Joel, Joel has no children. Yeah. to speak of, that we know of anyway. But it sounds like they're a real libido killer in general. They can be. Um, they can be, and that's my first point. Like, 
all parents out there with children under the age of eight years old, y'all just have to accept that your sex life is going to be different, like really different for a while. But I'm going to take a different angle on this because I feel like there's something that you're missing and this woman's missing. (laughs) Which is? But this probably the guy is not missing, which is ignore the kids. You don't have to touch them and they don't have to touch you. (laughs) You can say, look, it's mommy's, I don't want to be touched. We're not a, we're not an affectionate family. And then by the end of the day, you'll be like, oh man, I wish I was hugging my beautiful children and giving somebody love. And that will all go to your husband. So we should withhold affection from our children. Yes. In favor of being able to serve our partners better. Absolutely. Because you know what? They're the one you chose. That's true. You didn't pick those kids. Right. And, and I mean, I don't want to, this is going to sound wrong, (laughs) but you owe it to them. (laughs) You owe it to them. Is owe a good term for a marriage? You owe it to them. Yeah. You owe me sexual gratification. I actually think that's in some vows that I've heard. Yeah, and 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 yeah. so it should be. Uh-huh. But uh, all joking aside, I do joking. actually think <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I do actually think that when you enter into an intimate partnership with someone, maintaining your intimate connection is super important. Can I uh throw something at you? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to depend on what that is. This is a box of uh, Kleenex here. Um no. In a relationship and I'm talking about like uh a monogamous relationship, you have one person that you can do sex with, right? You in you can do. I can go you have for two dinner. People, you have yourself. Okay, you have two people. <laughs> one person that you enjoy having sex with, and the other person that you <laughs> <laughs> guiltily <laughs> and begrudgingly. <laughs> sometimes have to muster up the energy to have sex with and that's your wife um (laughs) okay so you have two people but for argument's sake one other person so um you can go have dinner with your friend you can go you can watch a show with anyone you want to Mm -hmm. you can go to the movies with a group of people but you can't in these monogamous style relationships just be banging anyone you can't have that uh, experience with anyone else. So when the well dries up, that's very frustrating. Yeah, it's a lonely place. So what is the like? So and and uh, and of course you said a, an intimate relationship is very important. But is there and and it's kind of like you don't want to believe that there is, but is there an expectation that needs to be met? Ah, uh, so there's that expectation word. In relationship, and oh, that's a, a bad whole, word. Well, I don't. I mean, it's a bit of a, a wormhole we could crawl into here because I'm hearing a lot of people say you shouldn't have expectations in relationship, and I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like, how do you not expect certain things when you enter into a partnership in any capacity, like whether it's business or friendship or intimacy? There has to be expectations. It comes back to that whole idea of like, what do you need in your ecosystem? Right. You expect that ecosystem to be tended in a certain way. Why aren't these mushrooms growing? Exactly. Like I had, I we've planted them. Yeah. I thought we had a good, we had a great mushroom crop last year. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm not seeing any mushrooms. Yeah, you have to nurture that shit. So the intimate part of your relationship is absolutely something that both partners deserve to see nurtured. And life gets crazy it can be really challenging when you have young children to be able to feel in that way. And I'll just come at this from the female perspective and then we can explore Mm. the other half (laughs) if you like. But there is a hormonal cocktail that's happening postpartum, even up to like two years postpartum where you just don't feel the way you used to. And you're exhausted. Both partners are exhausted all the time. You don't sleep the way you did when you've got young kids. But again, it's this whole idea of you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you take care of anyone else. So as women, I know that we have this expectation to completely sacrifice everything um, and give everything to our children and our family, but we can't actually realistically do that and do it successfully. We have to be able to take care of ourselves. Did I touch on the truth here? You do have to stop touching your kids? Well, not. And by the way, we're not (laughs) accusing you. I'm not suggesting you stop (laughs) touching your kids, but I think you have to start touching yourself. Go on. 
Yeah. You have to take... Physically or metaphorically? Both. Let's say both. Okay. Let's say both because it actually requires a certain amount of effort to come back into your sexuality once you have had a child. So she's got to get reacquainted with herself. That's right. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And then she might feel a real desire to be reacquainted with... With her partner. With her partner and his little self. With his little self. Yes, his other little self. Yep, exactly. And, you know, we're making some presumptions and thinking that it's little. Maybe it's huge. <clears throat> but um, compared to him... His, the rest of him, it's always going to be little. That's and that's true. something that I always say to make myself feel better <laughs> is that they're all little compared, compared to, to the rest the rest of themselves. So yes. like, you know, think about that. Yes. Yeah. So let's say, <laughs> let's say step one is to just like put a pause on um, all the things that you do in your day that are mom jobs, like mommy tasks, and start to think again about how you felt when you were feeling your most sexual um, and your overall approach to sex in general. Like there are so many women who approach sexuality as something that they have to give to their partner. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to mm-hmm. do with themselves. Like what are they gaining? How do they get to enjoy their bodies? How do they get to express that energy? I have some unusual maybe I don't know maybe they're more common than I think but for me sex has always been an exchange of energy and like an exchange of energy that I can enjoy solo as well as with a partner and women are biological sorry I gotta say you can't exchange (laughs) what are you exchanging the energy with solo the universe okay go on I wish you could see his face right now. (laughs) Okay. Um, No, I think like even from a biological perspective, when a woman has an orgasm, she's given a surge of energy afterwards too. So Mm -hmm. it really is like this beautiful energy exchange. And um, Can I, on that note, because are you going to move on to another point? Eventually, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking because was this point is boring. No, <laughs> but I wanted to touch on this before, and I and it might be uh, again, it, it's a bit of an offside thing, but it's the idea of putting out, like this term putting Ugh, out. I, I think I it needs it so to much. go to hell. Like yeah. it's got to stop. No one should. No man, man should ever go. Uh, do you think she'll put out? Like that is the worst. And no girl, I guess I got to put out. If you have to put out. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, don't ever put out. Yeah, no. It's got to be like, oh, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to participate in this with this other person. Putting out, oh my goodness, it makes me angry. Yeah, and not just because um, you are giving something to the other person, but also like, let's, ladies, step back and take a long, hard look at what are we getting from that? Yeah. We should be getting. Definitely receive. Definitely, definitely. Be ready to, like, you're receiving something, but sometimes you feel like it's just another way of giving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's but um, it's like a mindset thing. So, like, have you always approached sex thinking that it's something that you are obligated to give to somebody? Yeah. So, like, maybe challenge that. Look at that first and foremost. Um, and yeah, start remembering what it was like to feel sexy. Like, how did you feel then? Where did your energy come from in the day? Were you more physically active possibly? You know, did you take more time for yourself to do the kind of ritualistic things that a lot of women really need in order to feel sensual? A vanilla bath, bubble bath. That's right, for example. Okay. That was really good, Joel. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm, I, I really am in tune to women's needs. Go on. <laughs> so keep, yeah. Keep talking, Kat, because I know women love to talk. Hmm? <laughs> And by the way, when you, uh, just to the other girl who just broke up with her boyfriend who didn't want to have sex with her, um, (laughs) keep in mind what I just said there about vanilla bubble baths. And I know about bath bombs. I've heard of them. I I don't know exactly what they are, but I know about them. (laughs) Go on. Uh, I just had a visual of you doing like a full on cannonball into someone's bathtub. (laughs) Here's your bath bomb, baby. (laughs) It's not what that is. But um, yeah, no, I think this idea of embracing the things that used to make you feel sensual again Mm -hmm. and like making time and space for that kind of stuff. Candles, baby, candles. Candle, whatever whatever those things are for you. They could be different for everybody. Um, And then again, asking like how supportive is her partner in this situation? Mm. Is he stepping in when he gets home and like taking over with the kids and giving her some space? A lot of times that happens, but when it does, the, the, 
person who's been at home all day with the children is like, okay, now I can knock out all these chores that I couldn't get to. Take that time and go and do those things that you love to do. Like that are just for you, that are to make you feel beautiful and sensual again. And again, sensuality and sexuality are not the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, can, can, yeah, Okay. Get, jump in. Okay, like, this is a different, please. again, I'm, <laughs> I keep on going off to a different place, but it, it, it touches on what you're saying. So let's just imagine for a second that this guy is supportive in the sense that he's like, ooh, uh, yeah, no, I'll put the kids down. I'll give them their pablum. Is that a thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Back when we used to vacuum all the time, I think it was. That was a thing, Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> I will make sure that they have their formula and um, and save those, keep those titties full for me. <laughs> oh, dear is that gosh. what um, I don't know. Is that a thing? Is that a man? I've never been with a woman. Uh, um, I've been with women. <laughs> <laughs> never been with a woman that has that has a child. You've never been with a lactating woman. Yes, that's what I meant. Fair. So um, <laughs> this uh, fella is coming along and he's doing those things. And, and doesn't that feel um, transactional? I will do these chores so that, that you will you do this sex. chore. Yeah, which, you know... Or, or um, and then what happens when she's like, well, yeah, uh, I went and had my boba bath and you did the thing with the kids and I still don't want to have sex with you. Well. Like, wh- what it, like, <sighs> that feels like a uh, recipe for disaster. Um, I guess it could be. Because then there are, again, the expectation word. Uh-huh. But there has to be an agreement in place that intimacy is going to be something that both, pe- both people are working towards. So even if sex isn't on the table, like, and again, here's how, how are we defining sex? It's not just P and V no, sex. No, it's banging. <laughs> it can't just be banging. No, sure. There, there's, there's like a whole beautiful I, I think, menu available. Right. And I think that what, what she touched on in the question, um, and is, is really the word that we should grab, like focus on, which is I'm touched out. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I don't even want to spoon with you and mm-hmm. watch a show. Yeah, it's not even about this like having intercourse. I just don't. I need my space now. Yeah, I'm tired and and I've just been slapped in the face all day by these little tiny hands. But again, like that whole mentality of I've been touched too much, so therefore I don't want anyone touching me anymore. What do you need to feel like you can share intimacy with your partner? Like, what does that look like for you? Because intimacy is for both of you. It's not just mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> it's not just for you. Right. Um, if you don't want to be touched, how else can you create intimacy in that space until you do feel like you have the capacity again? This this notion of being touched out is a challenging one because, I mean, if it's a legitimate, you don't want to be touched by another human, it tells me that you're not taking enough space for yourself just but also, I mean, uh, I think most people are aware of love languages at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if we need to go over them or talk about it too much. But one of them, of course, is physical touch. Yeah. And that may not be her love language. I wonder, and this is interesting to tie it, as you already did, tie it back to the other question mm-hmm. where it's just like, was this something, like how intimate, were you, were, were your libidos in line before and may like were you the type of person that wanted to sit on the couch and hold hands or were you the type of person that's like let's sit on separate couches when we're watching this <laughs> we're gonna get our own couches yeah because but that's you know i i'm and just to mention for the last question i'm the type of guy i like i love to cuddle you know i'm i like that um physical touch what's her name <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that type of thing, but um, not everybody does. And so what happens there? I mean, I don't know if we can answer this question, but, you know, if she always was kind of like eh, indifferent, um, you, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, getting back there from this place is going to be yeah. super challenging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like your approach to sex and intimacy and long-term relationship is something that constantly has to be revisited. 
it's not it's not an organic thing that just is going to be there. Right. Um, you know, when you're in the early stages of relationship, it often is really hot and heavy and full of great chemicals and like super strong attraction and lots of physicality. Not but, always, according to our last question. Go true, on. <laughs> that's true. Um, but in as life begins to unfold and has its many twists and turns, it's really something that you have to nurture and you have to mm-hmm. work towards together and you have to compromise and collaborate on that. Um, so this idea that you have to like satisfy your partner's need for intimacy. My, my first and real only question is what happened to your own need for intimacy? Mm. That's yes. where we got to start. Like, yeah. where is your need for that? Where did it go? Where was it before the children came along? What does that look like for you? Maybe you need to start from scratch and look at your whole approach to intimacy as a woman in the world. Where is it yours? How does it become yours first and foremost? Or maybe like probably a majority of women, you hate sex and never want to do it again. And that is... <laughs> I just don't think that's a thing. Well, that's what I was taught. Oh, I'm so sad to You have that. to co- coerce all women to have sex with you. That's how I learned. Hmm. <clears throat> no, I'm just uh, teasing about that. But I mean, there is... what. Where does the term put out come from? Well, I mean, yeah, of course. We're taught shame from an early age. You never, you've never heard... I'm going to see if I can get him to put out. Like, <laughs> it's that's true. just not in the vernacular. It's true. And that's that's a problem. But I you know, and I or give it up. Am I going to give it up? Yeah. Give what up? What? What are we giving? Yeah. And what are we putting? There is giving. Of course. But it should be both ways and and receiving both ways. Mm-hmm. Um so have we answered that question? I think so. Yeah, I think my question would be where's your need for intimacy in all of this? Right. And then how do you foster that in and of yourself? Yeah. So that you feel like you actually want to get into it. Share it with somebody else. Yeah. But I think it has to be hers first and foremost. She mm -hmm. really needs to bring it back for herself first. And those little uh, tricks of, I'll I'll say tricks, not to demean it, but of saying, hey, maybe if you help out with the kids, I'll have a little bit more time, Mm -hmm. feel feel myself a bit more, those types of things. Those are good things too. Yeah. Um, But that's great. Uh, We've, I feel like we nailed it. I think we did. We, we've answered, probably given the best answers anyone could possibly give on the internet to strangers. Um, Having no actual paperwork behind our names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you're welcome to those three um, people. And one of them, of course, who is now single. Two of them, which could be single. The one that has the liar oh, yeah. of <laughs> the, the lying, ex-husband now. The lying husband. And... and uh, the- and the hot girl. The that, sexless hot girl. <laughs> You're assuming she's hot because she wants to have sex every day. What if she's not? Well, still, it seems like she could be fun. So, <laughs> well, she wrangled one guy. I mean, there's got to be something going on. So anyway, that's, that's a horrible, <laughs> horrible things to say. I apologize for that. Uh, this has been I Do and I Don't Show. Do you have any? Oh, remember to send your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. It's not called I do and I don't show. It's just called I do and I don't yeah. podcast show. And um, <laughs> so send your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Yes. And follow us on our Instagrams. We already talked about that. And uh, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, I don't actually. Have a beautiful day and uh, we miss you. Goodbye.